Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Fastball pulled and Got a fantasy question? Email fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Welcome back to Fantasy Baseball Today. Hope everybody had an amazing Labor Day holiday weekend. I'm Adam Azer with Scott White. Scott, did you have an amazing Labor Day holiday weekend? Oh, man, it was a big weekend for my family, Adam. Big weekend. It was. Why is that? Big weekend. Did you have another we got... baby? Congratulations. Yeah, we got an agreement. You know, it's it's obviously has to pass inspection. Oh, a house. I thought it was a baby. I thought you had another baby or bought a baby. I bought a baby? No, a house. A house. We, we've got an agreement. You know, we still got to go through all the stages. It's not a done deal, but it's uh there's obviously a lot of steps that go into that. So that's kept me pretty busy. Congratulations, Mr. Scott White. That's awesome news. Um, yeah. yeah, we got uh, some September call-ups to talk about. One of them will not be Eloy Jimenez. I'm pretty much going to treat this as a normal Tuesday show and talk about the Monday standouts, but also we'll, we'll take a look at the last four days of fantasy baseball and who has been the best. So, Scott, tell me uh, the September call-ups that matter to fantasy owners. Well... <laughs> there, the September columns have kind of gotten in the way, I feel like, more than anything else, because th- it's hard to tell who's going to be a two-star pitcher from this point forward. There were, it looked like there were a lot going into the weekend. Uh, and then by Sunday, when I did the update, there were a lot fewer because so many of these pitchers had been inserted either over the weekend or, uh, we'll see them inserted this upcoming week. So, I mean, I, I think Austin Meadows can make an impact. Um, I think, you know, we saw Tuki Toussaint start yesterday. I doubt that's the last time we'll see him start. Uh, we heard over the weekend it was confirmed by the White Sox general manager, Oloy Jimenez, won't be up. So right. that was big news, although it was kind of suspected at this point. That um, sucked. Let's be yeah. honest. Stunk. Yeah. But it's nice not to, to know you don't have to hold on to him. You don't have to reserve yeah, that roster so. spot for him anymore. So so nothing huge? Uh, yeah, nothing huge. I mean, we saw Josh James of the, I think yeah, he's in our, you had, in you our called that. database. Yeah, he's in our database as Joshua James. But Josh James, Astros pitcher, he, uh, you know, he showed plenty of strikeout potential in that first start. He was cranking it up to 99. Uh, will he take a regular turn for the Astros? I don't know. I mean... Fromber Valdez, you know, he's made two starts already and they've, they've been fine. They don't need both of them in the rotation. Well, they do, uh, but they Josh do, uh, but Morton is coming back quickly or no? Yeah, he should be okay. back quickly. Gotcha. All right. Um, so I guess as Scott mentioned, it's always a little overrated, the September call-ups. But uh, the Monday standouts are never overrated. Let's talk about the Monday standouts. Scott, Stephen Piscotty has been on fire. He had two home runs yesterday. And uh, no, 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 sorry. He had a, he two for four. We got to talk about uh, Fran Mel Reyes, who did have two home runs yesterday. But Piscotty still two for four with a double and a strikeout against the Yankees yesterday. His uh, previous 14 games, he was batting 345 with six home runs. So he went through. You know what? He and Fran Mel Reyes are both kind of doing the same thing. They were hot. They got ice cold. Now they're hot again. And Piscotty is 69% owned. Reyes is 18% owned. Do either of those ownership percentages strike you as too low? 
Yes, I think they both strike me as too low. Piscotty, you know, he's he's about to set a career high in home runs. He's already set a career high in doubles, and that was from a guy who a couple years ago we were considering a top 30 outfielder. So he's probably should be owned everywhere. And then um, from Reyes, he's been great since coming back for the minors. And with the strikeout rate down, what was the hashtag we were using for the leg kick? Oh, hashtag no leg kick. And then it was hashtag bring back the leg kick. But now it's hashtag still no leg kick. Yeah, I think bring back the leg kick was a little premature since returning from the minors without the leg kick. Franmil Reyes is batting 316 with nine homers and a 1084 OPS. Only 19 strikeouts and 83 plate appearances. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. And he is very available, 18% owned. You know who else is available? Ryan O'Hearn. I was hanging out with Heath yesterday. We were watching, well, we weren't really watching, but it was on. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings. Ryan O'Hearn just going nuts. Three for four with two home runs. He's 8% owned. He has nine home runs and three doubles in 24 games. It, what, it, who is, what, what is this? Who's this Ryan <laughs> O'Hearn character? Well, he's, he seems to have plenty of power and he hit his share of home runs in the minors. There wasn't a lot of production to go with it. Um, he's obviously hot right now. I, I'm skeptical he has a future as an impact player in fantasy just because the minor league track record, apart from a couple 20 homer seasons, pretty lackluster. But he's hot and I have no problem starting the hot hand, uh, in fantasy this time of year where, you know, you don't have to be so protective of players that you know are good and are going to come around eventually because there's really no value to eventually right now, you know? Sure. It's, you need production. You, you need production immediately, and O'Hearn is providing it. Uh, let me, well, I mean, lineups are set for this week, so it doesn't matter what the matchups are. But we'll see what he does this week, and maybe next week, if he's still hot, we can think about him. All right, so who stood out to you yesterday, Scott White? Who stood out to me on Monday? Uh, obviously, Reyes with the two home runs did. Bumgarner had a really awful start. Madison Bumgarner. Yes, he did, uh, at Colorado. But I trusted yeah. him. I didn't start on our own any Madison Bumgarner. But I would have told people, if we did a show yesterday and we did today's matchups, oh, you know what? I don't know if I would have said start him in a one-start situation. He's a two-start pitcher, so that made it yeah. easy to start Bummy McGee. I mean, Colorado... I, I feel like it hasn't been quite as scary this year. Maybe that's just, maybe that's just a reaction to, uh, no, it, you know, maybe right. that's a confirmation bias sort of thing. Uh, but Jake Junis, who was on a nice run, only one home runs in his past six starts when obviously that was wrecking him in the middle of the season, had his best start during that stretch yesterday. Seven innings, two hits, no walks, six strikeouts. Really good outing for him. And I think he's back to being a trustworthy fantasy option. In line for two starts this week, so I don't know that we're going to get another two-start week from him. But uh, he's been he's been good enough for a while now that you could at least think about him when he's making one start. So you don't think he's a two-star pitcher this week, or you do? No, he is. Oh, okay, he this is. week, this week. Uh, but I'm not sure he's going to have any more of those. You know, there's only three weeks after this week, so I'm not sure he's going to have any more of those. Yeah, Jake Junis, I did start him in the podcast league in the postseason, in the semifinals. Gave me a huge game, 53% owned, 232 ERA in the five starts before yesterday, seven scoreless at the Indians. And uh, I believe, is it him? Is it No, who is it that hasn't given up a home run in 
Maybe him. So many home runs. He only has one in his past six starts. Okay. I know that. Yeah, all right. There we go. All right, so Jake Junis, someone you can pick up. Uh, any ad drops that you want to talk about? I, I read your sleeper hitters column, and I picked up Hunter Renfro. He's been hitting mm-hmm. well and has good matchups. I did pick up Josh James. Uh, I don't remember who I dropped. Someone useless. Um, yep. I uh, picked up Renfro in a league. I picked up Tyler White in every league okay. where he was available. And he's still only about uh, – maybe he's up to about 60% owned now. Uh, so he's he's seen a big spike recently, and I've been a part of that. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's somebody. I'm, I'm hopeful he's somebody you can lean on the rest of the season because I don't think it's just a hot hand situation. Yeah, Tyler White. And, and on a related note, I dropped Evan Gaddis. Just he doesn't play enough. He's not playing well. There's not enough time left. I dropped Evan Gaddis. I stuck with Taylor Ward over Evan Gaddis in a playoff matchup. Hmm. You don't. Well, you don't sound like I. You don't sound convinced that I made a good decision, Scott White. Well, no, I'm. How dare you? I mean, Tyler Ward hasn't been doing much of anything either, but you know, at least the playing time is there, so I understand it. He he did home. He did homer yesterday. Yeah, Ward damn did. straight he did. What a great call so, I made. Yeah. Well, I I dropped him for Cervelli in a league, and I'm not sure it was the right call. It wasn't the right call. Cervelli's a bum. <laughs> no, Cervelli's a good guy, but he's not. You know. I, you're right. Ward was not doing anything, and currently he's batting two six. He's batting two ten, but he did homer yesterday, so I guess it paid off. Hey, he's got a five game hitting streak with five hits, so okay. no walks. <laughs> okay, not that impressive. Maybe he's coming around one hit, one hit at a time. He's coming around five hits in his last five games, but it's a streak. Let's take a look all the way back to Friday and. See who has uh, excelled the most, who has scored the most fantasy points since Friday. And I'm surprised the answer is not Christian Yelich. Apparently it's Trevor Story, who is he batting two homers 500 with two home runs, seven RBIs, and two steals in these uh, last four days. Nomar Mazzara has four home runs in his last four games, Scott. Um, he homered on Friday, on Saturday, and twice on Sunday. <laughs> no more Mar- it's true though, and no more yeah. Masara. Um, yeah, who has really not had that great of a year, but uh, 91% owned, 67% starting. Yeah, and what's funny is he was saying Friday, uh, that is his thumb, the sprained thumb that kept him on the DL for a while, still sore, still hurting. Must not be hurting that much. Must I, like I, he's he's pretty good. I I think he's I think he's in the Stephen Piscotty class of outfielders. Yeah, who would you rather have? Uh, I would rather have. I think I'd rather have Mazzara, actually, but it's close. Trevor Story, Nomar Mazzara, Ryan O'Hearn is three. Stephen Piscotty is four. Matt Davidson has scored the fifth most fantasy points over the last four games. Davidson uh, on the year is batting two forty. He has twenty home runs. But last four days, he's batting 533 with two of those home runs. I think we're not really paying much attention to this hot streak from Davidson, right? No, not really. That was – we haven't really had any kind of flirtations with him since April. Yeah, nice first day of the year. 17 home runs since homering three times on opening day for Matt Davidson. Uh, Although, yeah. he has been playing first base consistently with a Abreu out. Okay. So playing time was an issue during the middle portion of the season. I mean, if you if you need to catch up in home runs, he 
I could see how he might be useful. Uh, you, you know, I'd rather, I'd probably rather go for like Framil Reyes or somebody like that. But I'm gonna throw some more names out from the from the best players from the last four days. Jake Cave, any interest? Only in deep leagues, though. Another report over the weekend was Byron Buxton isn't going to be back right. in September, so Cave should keep playing. Hunter Dozier. <sighs> uh, deep leagues. Just don't think there's a lot of upside there. Marcus Simeon. He's a fine middle infield option. How available is he? I'm going to guess he's owned in 40% of leagues. He's owned in 80% of leagues? Mark, what? Marcus Simeon is owned in 80% of leagues? What are you doing, people? Absolutely well, not. Dreadful decision. No. He's been fine. He's no. been pretty good. He's terrible. No? no. 261 with 11 home runs, 14 steals. No. Scott, absolutely at, not. At shortstop? If you, he apparently you know, is ninth. If you get beyond a certain depth 19th. at shortstop, that, you know, can't do much better than that. The number 19 shortstop in fantasy. Okay. Well, all leagues with middle infield spots no. probably needs to be owned. Yeah, I don't think 80% of our leagues have a middle infield spot. Maybe not. Uh, Brandon Lowe. Brandon Lowe. He had a big weekend, yeah. And he sure I, did. I actually think, I was watching a Rays broadcast recently. I think it's Brandon Lau. Oh, yeah? Not. I think that's how you say that. Lau about that, Scott. Yeah. He is 7% owned. He has homered three times in his last six games. Brandon High Lau. walk rate, too. He's like at 390 on base percentage. And he's a guy who had a breakout season in the minors this year. A lot more power than anybody suspected. Always always had good plate discipline down there. Uh, but, yeah, between double and triple A this year, he had 297 with 22 homers in 100 games. 949 OPS. He's been playing regularly. Lately for the Rays, sometimes in left field, sometimes second. I think, I think he could be useful down the stretch. I don't know if he's going to be better than Marcus Simeon. <laughs> so Lau is eligible at both second base and outfield. Let's check. Uh, yep, second base and outfield eligible in CBS Sports leagues, and uh, pretty interesting. You know, I, look, this segment here, I'm not sure how many people you're going to be motivated to go out and get. At this point in your season, but at least put these guys on your radar. You know, if you need someone, be the guy who adds Brandon Lau or the girl who adds Brandon Lau. Don't let someone beat you to him. Um, all right. I, I think, think Lau could it. be like a Scooter Jeanette type player in fantasy. So yeah, definitely somebody who I'd be interested in owning in like a, like a long term keeper league, one of those leagues where you keep. More than a dozen players right. from year to year, right? Especially it's it's if it's of any depth. All right, let's uh let's get moving. Injuries, news, and notes. Aaron Judge swung a bat. Good stuff. He's making some progress. Josh Donaldson was taken off the DL, which really bothered me because I had to take him off my DL, and now he's back on the DL. That's a good thing. But Donaldson's making some progress, and he's on the DL. It's really just to you know, it's kind of procedural, I guess, but it's good for fantasy owners. But he's playing in some rehab games and could be with the Indians. Oh, we haven't even talked about the trades. Like Josh Donaldson's on the Indians, Scott. Yeah, I guess we haven't podcasted since that, right? Not we only talked about McCutcheon, Indians, we didn't talk about but Donald. he's on the DL. Right, I just said that, it which is up, good. 
yeah, he came off the DL for them to acquire him and then went back on. So I don't know. I'm not counting on him making an impact. I'm I'm sure they're mostly just hoping he's available for the playoffs. Gio Gonzalez is on the Brewers. Yep, doesn't have a rotation spot right now. Right, that could change, but he's for now he's pitching in relief. So I was thinking, who's going to replace him? Is Joe Ross a possibility? Joe Ross is a possibility. In fact, he's expected back Tuesday. Ooh. Expected to rejoin the team Tuesday. I don't know if he's starting Tuesday, uh, but he's been, you know, he's gotten past five innings on his rehab assignment, obviously recovering from Tommy John surgery. And uh, let me see if I can pull up the probable pitchers who they have listed there for Tuesday. They have Eric Fetty on our website. Okay. For that, for what that's worth. So he may not, he may just be rejoining the team Tuesday, but I suspect we'll see him start a couple times in September at least. Joe Ross. Kenley Jansen may not pitch this weekend at Colorado. Kenley, I, if you're listening, please don't pitch at Colorado. Like, just take it easy. We care about you. Maybe don't even travel. Yeah, don't go. Right. I agree. Stay home. Enjoy some home cooking. Uh, the Angels are optimistic that Shohei Otani will make his next start. He's dealing with back tightness, and he had a sore finger. Would you trust Shohei Otani? I mean, he couldn't make it through three innings in his first start, so he can't trust him until he shows he can provide some length. Um, he did it. I mean, he ran out of gas. It, it was clear. He was, you know, the the overall velocity was down a couple miles an hour. He's still peaked at 99 but it, it really faded in that third inning so he's just not I, i'm just not sure he's going to have a chance to build up to where he needs to be to make an impact well the excuse they gave for the velocity fade was the back and the finger he got hit yeah in the finger well, and sore back back tightness rather i mean he obviously didn't go on a rehab assignment because he was on the major league club right. DHing. so right. i i i don't know um michael fulmer I took a comebacker off the leg. He left with a bruised shin. And he could still make his next start. St. Louis manager Mike Schilt did not commit to Bud Norris as his closer. Who would you be looking at in that bullpen, Scott, if it were not rough. Norris? Yeah, rough weekend for Norris. Uh, Jordan Hicks has been the guy in waiting, right? He's he's not on. Yeah, not he has been injury or anything. so wild. He's walking basically one batter every time he pitches. I think it's probably Jordan Hicks or Carlos Martinez maybe is a, is a possibility. <laughs> Carlos Martinez has been walking everybody too. Just, just yesterday he actually has, uh, well now he has four walks in six and a third as a reliever, but going into yesterday it was two walks in five and a third, which didn't sound so bad. But he's only given up one run in six appearances as a reliever. Yeah. I don't know that they trust him, but yeah, Jordan Hicks, Carlos Martinez. Right, it could be Bud Norris by the way. It, yeah, it could be. And maybe maybe the be. fact that there isn't anybody who's just begging to take the job uh, would suggest it is Bud Norris. My guess is if it's not Bud Norris, it's pulling him back for a while and you know, kind of going by committee. That would be my guess. Stick with the Cardinals. Marcelo Zuna has started two straight games, but he's probably not going to start regularly or certainly every day. Uh, might just screw with Tyler O'Neill, unfortunately. But I actually dropped Marcelo Zuna. That was somebody that I dropped. I think I dropped him for Hunter Renfro. And, uh, one more news item. Oh, actually, a few more. Trevor May is gonna start today, Scott, for the Twins, who are going to a six-man rotation. 
Any interest in Trevor May? He'll be at Houston tonight. Trevor May start. No, Trevor will start. But it's, it's supposed to be like an opener situation. Oh, He's not okay. stretched out to go to to you know to go a starters to handle a starters workload. Some more news items, real quick. Didi Gregorius could be back, maybe even tomorrow, very soon. Jose Abreu expected back mid-September. Explain this to me. Adam Wainwright is going to start on Monday for the Cardinals. Adam Wainwright is starting next week. Get out of town. Out of here. Get that guy out of here. What was I saying about Adam Wainwright in April? I don't know. I don't remember, but it was something. It was something inflammatory. Something, something disrespectful. Mean? That's nice. To a guy who's been a perennial Cy Young contender for most of his career. But you know what? It's over. Get him out of there. Out with the old. In with the new. And uh Justin Upton recovering. He's got a concussion. He is making progress in his recovery from the concussion. If we take a look at the latest roster trends and see the most added players in CBSSports.com leagues. Might be similar to the list we just ran off. But Tyler White is number one at 66% owned. John Gant is 48% owned. Adam Plutko was used as a two-star pitcher yesterday, and he actually, like, it wasn't that bad of a start. It was four runs in six innings, but no walks, eight strikeouts against the Royals. Is Adam Plutko anything more than just a streamer, a two-start streamer? If that. Yeah. I, I don't think he's great. Jake Junis, number four. Lucas Giolito, 63% owned. If you've got time to pick him up, I am starting him this week. He's got Detroit today. Um, he's only a one-star pitcher, but it's a good enough matchup, and Giolito's pitching well enough. I'm throwing him out there against the Tigers. And if you can pick him up in a daily league, I think you should. Hunter Renfro. Uh, sorry, Scott. Trevor Williams, 84% owned. Trevor Williams has given up, like, a combined three earned runs in his last, what, uh, nine starts or something like that. I mean, it's crazy. Four in his Four. last nine, yeah. Four in his last nine. It is crazy. And so crazy, I don't even believe it. Yeah. I don't think he can sustain this. Uh, his ERA is barely over three now for the season, so he kind of has sustained it. But with, uh, with some pretty dramatic hills and valleys during that stretch, he just doesn't miss enough bats to be this kind of pitcher. And, you know, isn't an extreme ground ball guy. I I can't I can't uh, I can't explain it for you. This is Trevor Williams. Would you drop Williams for Giolito? Yeah, I think so. For Junis, uh, the best thing Williams had going for him was that he was a two-star pitcher, and obviously that's locked in at this point. And like I said, for Junis, probably not going to happen again. Uh, particularly if they. Insert someone else in the rotation at some point this September. I don't know that likely. it's going to happen for Williams, though. Like we don't by, know. By the time the season's over, I mean. We maybe, don't know. Maybe the last I, week. I think if there's anybody who you think can help you win next week or – yeah. As, as a, if there's somebody who can help you win next week, if there's somebody who can help you win tomorrow, you don't have to hold on to Williams and reserve that roster spot for him. Also, uh, he is facing the Marlins this week, Trevor Williams, this weekend. So keep that in mind as well. And, yep. um, you know, Tucker Barnhart and Joey Wendell are the next two guys. They're both in the top ten on the most added list. Uh, Barnhart hitting well lately, and, and Joey Wendell. I think A lot he of multi-hit games. Yeah, I, I think he hits, like, nothing but singles. Nothing but singles, yeah. He's got a uh, 130 ISO. 
They have good matchups this week. He was actually in my top 10 sleeper hitters, but I, you know, there's not, there's, unless you have an opening you're trying to fill, like that's not somebody who I think has a lot of upside, who I think, you know, it's, it's kind of a high floor sleeper, I guess, in that, um, you could do a lot worse off the waiver wire, but this isn't somebody who's going to become a fixture in your lineup ever. Good thing about Wendell, second base, third base, outfield, and shortstop eligible. And he has been stealing. He's got 12 steals so far this year, running a little bit lately. I'm not sure that we really expect him to be a steals guy, right, Wendell? Yeah, it's been a recent thing, and I wouldn't expect it to continue. Uh, but yeah, he's had a bunch of, he had a bunch of steals there at the very end of August. Okay, that's the most added list. Other bullpen items that might help you. Who do you think the closer is in Washington? My guess, I don't have a great guess. I, I mean, Greg Holland has pitched much better for them. He did get the most recent save, right? He did, and he also pitched in the ninth and tenth inning at home yesterday in a tie yeah. game. Yeah, that would seem to. Justin Miller that... actually may have gotten the most recent save. Miller has two saves in his You're last right. four appearances. You're right. Justin Miller did get one on September 1st. Holland got his on August 28th. Um, I don't think nah, either. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Look, there are two names that if you're desperate for saves, Greg Holland, Justin Miller. I almost picked them up. I almost did. I actually decided to pick up Colin McHugh instead because I think McHugh is going to be just better for ratios. I know he's not going to get me a save. Um, and nobody picked up the Nationals guys yet, so if they get another save, then I'll drop McHugh for whoever gets one. But right now, I, for me, it's wait and see. Uh Blake Parker, I, I think he's pretty much the Angels' closer. They don't get a ton of saves, but he's 41% owned. And uh Brad Peacock got a save yesterday. It was a one-out save, but Roberto Ozuna had pitched each of the previous two days. More from Monday. Gregory Polanco. I, I just want to bring this up. Polanco is confusing to me. He's two for four with a home run and a strikeout against the Reds. Before this game, since the All-Star break, he was batting 261 with six homers and seven steals and nine doubles and eight seventeen and four triples. 817 OPS for Polanco since the All-Star break. And over the last 10 weeks, going into this current week, these were his fantasy points. And I would say, like, I from a starter, I'd love to get 20. It's not great, but it's good. 18's pretty solid, you know. Um, but if you don't play in points leagues. But here were his fantasy points. 31, 10, 36, 14, 31, 14, 14, 10, 35, 16. That is four weeks of 31 or more fantasy points and six weeks of 16 or fewer, five of those weeks 14 or fewer. So he has been such a hit-or-miss player on a week-to-week basis for Gregory Polanco. I don't know what to make of that. Well, weeks are kind of an arbitrary construct in terms of player performance, right? right? Yes. So... It's conceivable to me that that if if you know if your week happened to start on a Wednesday and end on a Tuesday, or or however else you set it up, you know that might be a much it might look a lot more even. You know, yeah. I don't know that you take anything from it. Probably sounds like you need to start them because the 
the combined point total is pretty high. That's what I would, yeah, that's a good takeaway from Polanco. Start him. <laughs> yeah. I, I started him in our podcast league, so I'm with you there. Scott's got to go in about seven minutes or so. I will continue the show in his absence. I will lose my voice for you all. Um, rotation time. Zach Godley was a little disappointing yesterday against San Diego. Uh, and he's been a little disappointing lately. His previous three starts, two of them were bad. One of them was really good. But two of those bad starts, if you count yesterday, were against San Diego. And Renfro is hitting well. Hedges is hitting well. Framil Reyes is hitting well. We look at Zach Godley's start and wonder, is San Diego a matchup that we should be targeting now? Like, or should we stay away from it? I don't think you should stay away from it. Uh, should you be targeting it? It still seems, it still seems more promising than most of what you'll find. I, I guess the Marlins are worse in, in the NL. The Reds are probably worse at this stage. Uh, although they had stretches where they didn't seem like such a bad matchup. The Mets, of course. And then you go to the AL, White Sox, Royals. Uh, but you know, the Padres are still in the bottom 10, I would guess. Okay. So, godly. Atlanta this weekend, and we'll see how he does and see if we want to start him next week. I I don't understand, like, Cole Hamels, okay, whatever, it was Wrigley Field. He goes to Milwaukee yesterday, two runs, five strikeouts, and six innings. He's just been so good. ERA under one with the Cubs. Uh, and not just, you know, now he does it in a pitcher's, in a hitter's park. Hamels, man. Like, I'm just saying, Scott, it seems like there's more to it than just the home road splits. Well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, Texas has been the worst park for pitchers this year. So. All right. Yeah, I, what about, I, I think know it had a lot to do with it. Is, you know, does he have, I don't know, he's pitching well. He's, he's back to being a top 30 pitcher. I'm not benching him pretty much anywhere he pitches. His ERA is exactly one. One. Yeah. With the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, Vince Velasquez. How much do you trust Vince Velasquez? Five straight no. non-quality starts. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. This is a two-start week for him. I'm not sure you're going to have occasion to use him beyond this week. Uh, but he does have pretty good strikeout potential. Just he, you know, he struggles with efficiency, struggles with walks. I just, it's hard for him to get quality starts, as you're saying. So it just doesn't seem like the kind of guy who you're ever really looking to start in a one-star week, unless it's a really deep league. And we got CC Sabathia. Yeah, this stinks. Um, he's a two-star pitcher. He's at Seattle this weekend. He was terrible at Oakland. Four earned runs in three and a third with four strikeouts. Previous four starts, 228 ERA and 33 strikeouts in 23 and two-thirds. Not much to say about Sabathia, but well, can you, can you drop Sabathia? Is he like, would you drop him for Giolito? Would you drop him for the guys we talked about? Jake, well, Junis, sure. I, I wanted, I wouldn't be anxious to drop him based on this start, but I think all of those guys are similar in terms of how rosterable they are. And, uh, you know, I, I know obviously, like you said, Giolito has a good start today. If you want to take advantage of that and Sabathia's how you do it, that's, I'm fine with that. All right. Let's look at the fringy starting pitchers. Nate Avaldi, Ronaldo Lopez, Jake Junis, Kyle Gibson, Trevor Cahill, Marcus Stroman, and Tyler Anderson. A lot of names there. Tell me who you like. Uh, Nate Evaldi. Well, like or dislike or, or no feelings. Nate Evaldi. Don't like. Ronaldo Lopez. 
those last two starts have been really good. I don't trust it, so I'll still say dislike. Jake Junis. Like. Kyle Gibson. Hmm. I'm beginning to dislike him. Just hasn't had the strikeouts recently. Although this was a decent start. Yeah, seven innings, two runs, five strikeouts at Houston. He did give up two home runs, Kyle Gibson. And uh Gibson, no, no, I don't know his next matchup. I apologize for that. Trevor Cahill. Trevor Cahill I dislike. Marcus Stroman. Uh, yeah, you probably definitely should avoid dislike. him. He's definitely hampered by that blister. Yep, Gibbons, John Gibbons said still seem to be bothering him. Tyler Anderson. Dislike. I can't trust him right now. Last start was okay, but there's been a lot of a lot of rough outings recently. Deep leagues, Matt Shoemaker, Erasmo Ramirez, Zach Davies. Any interest? Uh I would rank those Ramirez, Davies, and then who was the other one? Shoemaker. Yeah, and in terms of how interested I am. It'd have to be a deep league. Like just relative to some of the other guys we've talked about. I'd rather have Vince Velasquez, I'd rather have Kyle Gibson. Um but I could see how Ramirez and Davies, I, there, there might be a matchup down the stretch that makes them worth using. And Luke Voigt is 18% owned, Scott. He is, uh, he has zero doubles, but he has seven home runs in 26 games. 303 with seven home runs, 18% owned. How's that for Luke Voigt, Yankees first baseman? I think baseman. there's no chance he's the Yankees starting first baseman next year. Oh, yeah. They're enjoying him now. But yeah, I mean, they're the Yankees. Come on. They're going to, they're going to fill that hole with somebody higher profile. Yeah, like, like Greg Bird, obviously. <laughs> um, Any parting words of wisdom for people, who they need to pick up and whatnot? Uh, no, not really. Not really. I think we covered that part pretty well. It's, it's just like we're only basically talking to contenders, right? And I feel like their rosters are – don't have a lot of maneuverability. Yeah, I know. Like, who at this point, is, this point who is picking up Luke Voigt? I, I could see, like, in a Roto League or something, you know, but I something agree. Really, really deep. Yeah. And I play in a lot of really deep leagues, so, you know, I would, there was, there was a league where I was excited to get Luke Voigt a week ago. Uh, but the thing is, you get to that depth of league, it already happened. You already picked him up a week ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott White, get the heck out of here, sir. Thank you for All popping right. on. I will talk to you again tomorrow. Uh, it might be tomorrow. It might be Thursday. But we will have uh, three shows this week okay. for sure, including okay. Friday. All right. That is Scott White. Stick around. More to come on Fantasy Baseball Today. How about right now? I'm going to read your emails, ladies and gentlemen. Our email address is fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. After emails, we'll take a look at today's matchups. All right. This one is from Jake. Jake says, who would be better to keep around for a playoff run, Ahmed Rosario or Willie Adamas? Looking to add either Voight or Piscotty. All right, first of all, I would add Piscotty over Voight. And I would rather keep Ahmed Rosario. He's been hitting well, and he steals. And he does, he plays more. Adamas, I actually think if they both played the same, uh, I'd prefer Adamas. But I don't think Adamas is playing every day, and uh, and Rosario is, so... There's my answer. I would drop Adamas to add Piscotty. Josiah is in a 12-team categories league. Would you drop Wilson Contreras for Taylor Ward? 
Or is it worth rostering both of them to maximize at-bats? Well, Ward is a third baseman. He's catcher eligible, so I don't know that you need to maximize at-bats with him. He's going to play more than most catchers. Um, Look, I get the frustration with Contreras. At this point in the year, I am more or less willing to say yes to any Add drop questions that might seem a little bit outlandish because you just, you cannot sit there and start a guy like Wilson Contreras and have him stink and not hit any, any home runs and lose. But I don't know that Ward has done enough to warrant the add drop. So I would say no. I would say if you want to add Ward, do not drop Contreras because I think Contreras has a better chance to get hot than Ward. I wouldn't mind having both. Andrew in North Carolina. Dear Les, Larry and Tim. I am now going to type that into Google. Less Larry and Tim. This might be Primus. Primus? I don't know, really know their work. Uh, you may or may not remember, but I sent you an email at the beginning of the season. I don't remember. Regarding two random leagues that I joined. In one league, I went uh, with 10 hitters with my first 10 picks and the other 10 pitchers with my first 10 picks. Um, the hitting heavy team has Altuve, Goldschmidt, Ramirez, Bregman, Dozier, Abreu, Kane, and Pham. Pitching heavy team has Kershaw, Kluber, Syndergaard, Greinke, Diaz, and Ray. Playoffs start today. The regular season results are in. This was sent yesterday. Tasmanian Grandma, the hitting team, is in first place. Aces Wild, the pitching team, is in first place. So that's pretty interesting. And actually, the pitching team sounds like it kind of stunk with Kershaw... Kluber, Syndergaard, Greinke, Diaz, Robbie Ray. Like, I didn't, that does not sound like a first place team to me. But, uh, that's great. He said, winning records are fairly similar. They are, the percentages are similar. Uh, this shows that loading up on either hitting or pitching early in your draft is a viable strategy to have a competitive team. And yeah, like, I agree. Especially if you're a dedicated fantasy player and you play the waiver wire and, you know, you listen to a podcast, you read articles, whatever. If you are better than your competition at playing the waiver wire, then you could probably do whatever you want on draft day. We'll make a big fuss about take this many in, 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 take this many of this and this many picks or whatever. But the truth is you can probably do what you want as long as you are dedicated to your team and committed to uh, keeping up with the roster. And I think it's a little bit different in fantasy football. There's not as much, uh, waiver wire activity that's going to have an impact on a week to week or seasonal basis. You know, you can stream and whatnot, but you just pick up so many guys in baseball. So um, it's an interesting email, and I'm sure next year I'm still going to tell you I want two starting pitchers in my first whatever rounds, whatever it ends up being. But if you get away from it, it could still work. Uh, let's see. This is this is no name here. Let's we're going to call him. Uh, we're going to call him Peter. And he's from Williamsburg. Hey, Lorenzo, Christian, Javi, and Jacob. Uh, Brewers? Can you rank these fringy hitters for 2019? Renfro, Framil Reyes, Joey Wendell, and Malik Smith. Easy one is Malik Smith at the top. I'm going to put Reyes, then Ren- Renfro, then Wendell. And maybe, maybe if there is an, a big month for Renfro, we change our mind. But I've seen a lot from Renfro and haven't seen quite as much from Reyes. So I would kind of like to go with the, uh, the unknown a little bit there. So Malik Smith won, Reyes, Renfro, Joey Wendell. This is from Christian. My playoffs started this week in a 12 team head to head league. 
Uh, I won my division, so I have a bye this week. Another team dropped Wheeler and Kopech to, to stream two-star pitchers. I'm tempted to pick both of them up to add to my pitching depth. What do you think? I could drop Giles and Newcomb if need be. Oh, yeah, you have to do this. You have to drop uh, Giles and Newcomb to pick up Wheeler and Kopech, especially Newcomb. Like, Giles can help somebody. Newcomb could really hurt somebody. And I'd rather have Wheeler than Kopech, but I'd like to have both of them. By the way, I'm not feeling that I'm right about Lorenzo, Christian, Javi, and Jacob. But, like, what else could it be? Uh, I, come on, is it Javi Baez? And, okay. Javi Baez is MVP. Jacob deGrom is Cy Young. And that's, uh, yeah, no, it, forget it. Let's just stick with the Brewers. All right. We got Marcos and San Bernardino. Dear Traffic, Grateful Dead, and Tesla. Hint, these bands have a link to something you do. Fantasy? I don't know. I don't know anything about traffic and Tesla. You guys are tough today. You are stumping me. I'm in a saves and holds league. Just came to the realization that the new strategy of using relievers in best situation may alleviate the need for me to target holds only guys. I have Gazelman, for example, and he's used in both holds and saves situation. Seems too late, but are there any fringy guys handling dual duties that might be available heading into the playoffs? Yeah, well, I think that uh, David Robertson... I think Batances and the Chapman may not come back this year. I mean, I think he will, but it's going to be a little while. So either Batances or Robertson. I'd rather have Batances, but I think he's going to get more saves. Robertson might get a few. Maybe even Zach Britton. I think you look at the national situation and Madsen and Justin Miller. That's a good one. The Indians. I expect Brad Hand to get the most saves going forward, but I still think Cody Allen could get some. Um, Blake Parker, definitely. I, I like, I think he's the closer, but I don't know that he's going to get every save chance. I'm sure there are some that I'm missing. The Nationals are the ones that have the guys that are widely available, and I would really take a look at that bullpen. Uh, from Jake, playoffs in a categories league. Can I please drop D. Gordon? Yeah, so, boy, he's been really bad, huh? Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Look, put it this way. If I were in a playoff league, and I am, and somebody dropped D. Gordon, I would pick up D. Gordon. He could still steal some bases for you. I would pick him up. Yes, you can drop him. I give you permission, but I'd add him. Hopefully I'd beat you. Eric from Baltimore, our last email, then we'll go through the matchups. I have clinched a playoff spot. Spart. There are two players I have my eye on on the waiver wire, Renfro and Tyler White. Should I drop A.J. Pollock? For either Renfro or Tyler White. Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, I'd go with Tyler White. I think I would. I think I'd drop Pollock. Because at this point, you just can't, you just can't roster a guy that's crushing you. I'd like to roster him, put it that way. But I, you can, if you can't start the guy, and you can't. I mean, let's see. AJ Pollock has been incredibly bad. He has one hit in his last, like, eight games. Nine games. One hit in his last nine games. So, yeah, drop him. I don't want to do it. He batted 189 in August. I don't want to drop him, but you got it at this point. If, if that's the situation, if you can pick up Tyler White, you do it. You make that move. Email address is fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. You guys hate me yet? Am I annoying you yet? I'm kind of annoying myself. Cardinals and Nationals. Start Michaelis. Sit Fetty. 
Reds at Pirates. Ooh, man. Tough call here. I'm going to sit Cody Reed, but Joe Musgrove. Do we start Joe Musgrove against the Reds? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll start him. I mean, Vado's in the middle of that order, so it's like an automatic out. You know it is. Or at least an automatic walk. Tampa Bay at the Blue Jays. Uh, nobody here. Jake Arietta at Trevor Richards. I will start Arietta. Danny Duffy is at Mike Clevenger. I will start Clevenger. I do not trust Duffy. Red Sox are at the Braves. Rick Porcello is at Sean Newcomb. All right, no way am I starting Newcomb. I think I got to sit Porcello. He's just not pitching well enough lately. It's a, you know, it's a kind of normal matchup. Braves have some good hitters. But Porcello, three straight bad starts, four out of five, five out of seven. Yeah, I'm going to sit Porcello. Andrew Heaney at Mike Miner. Another really interesting one. Heaney had a – no, you know what? No. I'm going to probably be in the minority. I bet Scott would say start Heaney. I, I bet everybody would. I'm going to sit Andrew Heaney even though he's coming off a really good start. Because before that, he was pitching pretty poorly. The Rangers are really good at home. I'm going to sit Heaney. Miner, I'm actually going to start Mike Miner. Again, I might be in the minority here. I know Scott said uh, – I think it was Scott or maybe it was Chris – they were saying, like, I don't see how he's been so successful lately. But I'll write it one more time. Let's go with uh, Mike Miner. Going to sit Trevor May. Going to start Justin Verlander. Going to sit Liriano. Going to start Giolito. Going to sit Mike Montgomery. And you know what? I'm going to sit Wade Miley, despite his 218 ERA. He has a 125 whip. No way should he have a 218 ERA. He's facing the Cubs. I'm going to sit Miley. Derek Rodriguez at Herman Marquez. No way on Rodriguez. And heck yes on Marquez, even at home. Uh, Joey Lucchese is at the Diamondbacks. I think this might be the start, that if Joey Lucchese goes out, throws six innings or more, gets a ton of strikeouts, he's always pretty good with strikeouts, and does well, this might be the start where I start buying in. Three of his last four starts have been really good. Walks can be a little high at times for Lucchese. I'm going to avoid him is what I'm saying. Um, and, like, honestly, I just I said sit Robbie Ray last time we did this exercise, and he turned in a pretty good start, so I was wrong. But I'm going to sit him again. And and a good start for him is five and a third. He has not gone more than five and a third in any of his last six starts. So even though he's facing the Padres, um, I'm sitting Lucchese and I'm sitting Ray, but I could see a case to start both of those guys. I will start Jay Happ and sit Liam Hendricks. I will sit Alex Cobb. I <sighs> Wade LeBlanc. Wade LeBlanc against the Orioles. You know what? I'm not willing to do it. I think there's too much, too much terrible start potential. For a guy who's given up one run in 13 innings over his last two starts. Um, I can't do it. Come on, really? Are you guys going to start Wade LeBlanc? 53% owned, 39% started. Baltimore is the worst. But I'm going to sit him. And I'm sitting Jason Vargas, and I'm starting Rich Hill. And I'm starting to lose my voice. So I'm going to get some water, and I'm going to talk to you all tomorrow. Or I think we're coming back on Thursday. We'll have three shows this week, three shows a week going forward. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'm Adam Azer for Scott White. We'll see you on Wednesday or Thursday. Surprise.